It is Thursday, April 13th. Today, where to find your best prospects broken out by generation. Will Facebook's new AI-generated stories help your campaigns or hurt your authenticity? Google's reviews algorithm now pulls in more than products, and Snapchat's two big announcements for marketers. I'm Todd Maffin. That's ahead. Today, digital marketing. In today's marketing landscape, a new report suggests that many advertisers struggle to allocate their media budgets effectively because of a disconnect between media spend and media consumption. To address this issue, the marketing consultancy Creative Strategies has compiled data from several industry sources to create a guide that outlines modern media consumption habits for four generations, from Gen Z to Boomers, and identifies the most effective channels for targeting each demographic. For Gen Z, or as you Americans say, Gen Z, people aged 12 to 25, they say, of course, 90% of your marketing budgets should be spent on digital channels, since this is where they spend their most time. Those channels are social media, streaming TV, music streaming, and video games. All right, to millennials now, aged 26 to 44, they have the most dispersed media habits. So the report recommends a much more diverse mix than you might otherwise be doing. And while some advertisers have abandoned this demographic in favor of younger consumers, remember this group has the most buying power for brands, as millennials are having kids, buying houses, getting a car, and so on. Gen X, that's consumers aged 45 to 60, also consume distributed media like millennials. Despite being the least covered in advertising trades, they have the highest disposable income of any generation and are more likely to still have their pay TV bundles while also having new streaming TV subscriptions. Advertisers should, therefore, focus on traditional TV for Gen X, while spreading their spend into diverse media, including social media and streaming TV. Finally, boomers, those are people aged 60 and over, have a strong preference for traditional TV, but are also dabbling in social media and streaming. According to the report, TV buys should still be an essential component of advertising targeting boomers. A link to the full report and some very pretty charts are available in today's issue of the premium newsletter, which you can learn more about at todayindigital.com slash newsletter or tapping the link in the show notes. While we're on the topic of targeting, LinkedIn released some new updates to its audience network campaigns this week. The audience network, more or less the same as you see on other platforms. This lets you expand your campaign to third-party websites and apps, mobile apps that have partnered with LinkedIn to show its ads. With the latest update, the Audience Network now optimizes ad campaigns based on the screen and placement of each third-party app or site, eliminating manual modifications to creative. As part of its new brand safety hub, LinkedIn is also giving advertisers more control over ad placement. Now, advertisers can see a full listing of third-party publishers where their content might appear. Marketers can also create their own allow lists and block lists and apply custom brand safety settings through the new hub. Finally, the professional network is also rolling out new formats for audience network ads, along with single image ads. You can now run video and carousel ads in the audience network, and you can choose from a variety of objectives like increasing brand awareness or driving website conversions. Generative AI is coming to Facebook Stories. The platform is testing a new automated generation process called Advanced Stories, that uses image recognition AI to create ready-made stories based on previously shared content, like image quality, location, the presence of people or animals, that sort of thing. 
The suggested stories will be generated using thematic matching and will provide templated frames for the user to share with their audience. Although it might seem inauthentic, Social Media Today points out that it could be a useful tool for brands to create batch content and highlight specific products or themes in a reminder post, especially if it becomes available to business pages. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. If you like the format of this podcast, you will love theirs. It's packed with information, but it's brief. Last week, they had a great rundown on car prices, not just the numbers, but why car prices moved, how weather affects that market. It was super interesting. They also cover things like boosting your credit score, putting money away for retirement, saving on travel, and so on. So yeah, listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Putting our podcast and newsletter together can get complicated. We add show notes in one place, interview coordination in another, brainstorming somewhere else. It's easy to lose track of the big picture when you have to open a new window for every detail. With Miro, you can bring everything and everyone together in one place. Consolidate different points of view and increase team collaboration all on one centralized board. For instance, we used Miro to figure out the right flow for our newsletter automations. It let us get our team all contributing, including our ad agency people, and saved us a ton of time. And its new AI tool, which summarizes and clusters information automatically, was a game changer. Find simplicity in your most complex projects with Miro. Your first three Miro boards are free when you sign up today at Miro.com slash podcast. That's three free boards at Miro.com slash podcast. Google released an update to its reviews algorithm this week, which now covers reviews about products, services, and things. Quoting the company, the review system is designed to evaluate articles, blog posts, pages, or similar first-party standalone content written with the purpose of providing a recommendation, giving an opinion, or providing analysis. It does not evaluate third-party reviews, such as those posted by users, in the reviews section of a product or services page, unquote. Google added that reviews can be about any topic and focus on a single thing, head-to-head comparisons, or ranked lists of recommendations. In terms of languages and locations, the reviews system applies to a number of languages globally. Glenn Gabe of Search Engine Roundtable said today it should be interesting to see the impact of the expanded review system across sites that contain reviews other than product reviews. Quote, they're now going to be evaluated by Google's review system and could see significant volatility. And for sites with a substantial amount of reviews content, the impact can feel site level. Google has explained that before, and we've seen that across a number of sites that focus heavily on product reviews. And for sites with just some reviews content, the system evaluates content more on a page-level basis. Volatility-wise, we typically see impact from updates like this within 48 hours from the start of the update, so I'm sure we'll see movement by Friday or Saturday. As of now, the algo monitoring tools are pretty quiet, which does make sense given the update just rolled out yesterday, unquote. 
And that will bring us to the lightning round. TikTok's U.S. ad spend grew 6% month over month in March, despite a looming platform ban. And according to data, it grew more than 30% year over year. Among the top five categories advertised on TikTok in the U.S., consumer packaged good brands increased ad spend the most, growing more than 80% year over year in the first quarter of 2023. Snapchat announced a deal with several major music labels to expand its sounds library today. The move is aimed at providing users with a wider variety of music options for their content. Spotify unveiled new technology today called Broadcast to Podcast that can convert radio broadcasts into podcasts. The technology will be integrated into Spotify's enterprise podcast tech platform Megaphone, where it's already being used by Fox Audio Network and others. Snapchat has partnered with measurement and attribution platform RockerBlocks to provide marketing performance insights. With this new integration, Snapchat will feed its performance data into the Rocker Box. Shall we call it a box? Giving advertisers a more comprehensive view of their campaign's performance across multiple channels. And YouTube has added a Notify Me call to action button to upcoming live stream listings. This new feature lets users who've shown an interest in a creator or brand's upcoming broadcast receive a notification when that stream starts. Yo, is anyone else seeing just like a whole lot of Twitter spam these days? Uh, as most of you know, we run a engagement and uh, moderation agency, so we handle social media comments, questions, direct messages, and so on on behalf of our clients. And for the last couple of weeks, I would say about half of our clients are just getting completely overwhelmed with Twitter spam, almost all of which don't contain any words, which we could filter for. They're just like screenshots of seemingly random stuff like profile pages of a gaming streamer or some song on youtube or my favorite (laughs) a screenshot of a whatsapp chat thread where the only content was people saying hello what is going on is anyone else seeing this on the show tomorrow the perils of selling your product with science I'll be chatting with the co-author of a new marketing research paper called When Invoking Science in the Marketing of Consumer Products Backfires. I'm Todd Maffin. See you then. Down to the science, looking so violent, tripping so cold, I'll be catching the virus. Laying out frozen, they know where the line is. Clocking the road so I know what the time is. And I came strapped. Who better get? Let it sit in the back. Lifting it up when I'm on the attack. Skipping the dishes to live it What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.